0: You know the worst feeling is when you think of something and then you forget it, and I had the perfect thing to say for the beginning of the show, and I can't remember it. (sighs)
1: up everybody welcome into pace the nation broadcasting back here at studio 1a in downtown arlington virginia we are back in the heart of everything of course that is clarendon in studio 1a episode 234 i got a full crew with me well across from me in studio of course is my wife julie cully julie what's up hey
2: i just want everyone to pay me some respect Mm-hmm. I finished my master's degree yep, last uh, night.
1: Officially a graduate. Yeah, We play the graduation? Can we edit the graduation music into this uh, part of the podcast? <laughs> Docs, let's bring him in and maybe he can do that for <laughs> us. Will you Docs? Docs, what's up?
0: We, we don't own the rights to that. <laughs>
1: That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Oh, you better yeah. Hey,
0: listen. Yeah. Uh, when they come for the money, they just go straight to <laughs> Farley's house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: exactly. I'm just kidding. I feel like uh, I feel like master's degrees are a dime a dozen these days. But. Hey. Uh, congratulations. I, I'm, I'm happy uh, to be done. Amazing, for sure. Happy amazing job. to be done.
1: Took her five years. Five years. Graduated uh, a <laughs> degree in marketing from Georgetown.
2: Integrated marketing communications. Yep. Wow. So five awesome. years is a long time. They actually have a cap at five years. Yeah, so you you you're at the done. point where I was either going to finish or they were going to kick me out. <laughs>
0: Well, Julie, what a pointless degree,
2: huh? Hundred <laughs> percent. I learned nothing. Yeah,
0: you already have a job.
2: <laughs> I know. I thought I think I think people do graduate degrees to try to get new jobs, you know what I'm yeah, saying? So Yeah, exactly. Here we are. I got a grad degree and nowhere to go. <laughs> you,
0: should qu- you should quit. Right. <laughs> the market's great right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: Time to make a career move.
0: Just kidding, Julie. I, uh, congratulations on, on graduating. That's that's the second most exciting thing to happen this week. Um, I actually went for a run last Friday. Uh, as, as we continue the, the transportation tales, I, I ran to the car shop to pick up my car. Mm-hmm. Unbeknownst to me, it was Blue Angels Friday and the Blue Angels <laughs> flew directly over my head on my run. It
1: was Blue Angels Friday, yes.
0: Yeah. So I it was it was a great opportunity for our community to to really openly ignore the social distancing and get out there and and stand in large crowds and <laughs> And watch these these fighter jets fly over for five seconds. Well, it was exciting. They, they, was that uh, on Friday? I thought that was over the weekend. Every day is a weekend for you. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, they didn't disappoint. There was a lot of uh, non-social distancing, so they did take advantage of the opportunity. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, I I
0: was surprised. I mean, when I was running down the street, I, I was like running by sixty six, and I saw like a hundred yes. people. On, on the overpass over 66, and I was like, what is going on? I was totally clueless. That's so funny. Also, my brother-in-law uh, does want me to point out that uh, the Thunderbirds were also in formation, and, and the Blue Angels seem to be getting all of the the, the, the publicity. Maybe with your new uh, master's degree, Julie, you can, you can <laughs> explain why everybody's ignoring the Thunderbirds.
2: Uh, I think it's just part of the Air Force gig. You know, I, I think it's just part of that. It's like the the Navy gets a little bit more attention, you know, generally mm-hmm. speaking. So I've kind of it because kinda, of Top Gun. Because of Top Gun. Yes. I mean, you can't really
1: you can't really argue with that.
0: God, what a great marketing technique! That movie came out in 1986.
1: Maverick and Goose, you got it, man. Uh, yeah, and they they haven't had to advertise since. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Look at me flexing on my movie knowledge there. Um, All right. Well, big show to get to today, guys. Excited to have a guest on the phone today, Chris Treblecock. Uh, He's the tech rep lead of the East Coast for On Running. And On Running has been uh, an amazing partner of Pacers Running uh, for, for a long time. And they are giving out with Pacers in Potomac River Running in the area here. 5,000 pairs of shoes to uh, D.C., Northern Virginia uh, area frontline workers. So very cool thing that uh, we're involved with with Chris and his team. So we're going to talk all about that and talk about on running. So excited to have Chris on the show. Also in today's program, uh, we want to touch on the Run Washington rankings. There's been a change with that. Uh, and we'll touch on what that looks like now that there aren't any races, uh, at least so far, uh, at least as, as far as we can see in the future. So that is uh, switched up. Charlie Ban and the gang have changed uh, some things up there. Uh, speaking of races, someone had a crazy idea of doing a hundred races of a hundred miles. Uh, we're going to talk about this crazy thing that's going on, um, there's been a lot of crazy ones out there, but this one is is up there.
2: That might be the craziest streak I've ever heard of. Yeah, that might so put we, Wardian to shame. I know,
1: I know. Well, don't challenge Wardian. He'll probably do it. <laughs> oh, uh,
0: the gloves have
1: dropped. Yeah. <laughs> um, then uh, a couple of uh, kind of uh, serious topics here. We're going to talk about this tragic story of uh, Ahmed Abury uh, and what happened. Uh, I, I don't. When did that happen? Uh, when did the, the when did he get gunned down was it,
0: it was It was a couple months couple ago months for sure but video Yeah, but the video surfaced this week
1: recently and uh, also uh you know Docs and I went to Virginia and it's the 10 year anniversary of uh Yardley Loves Death uh which she was a lacrosse player not a runner but we have some thoughts on that as well. Um all right but before we get to Chris speaking of anniversaries uh do you guys know that it was the five year anniversary of Pace the Nation. Just happened.
0: Yeah, I, I knew that. What do I win? A pair yeah. of on
1: shoes? <laughs> Ask Chris. I'm sure I'm sure he can make that happen. Um, May sixth of twenty fifteen, the first tweet from Pacers Running about the podcast came out. The tweet says Pacers Running has a podcast. Check out the first episode with run pacer and jatorius dc hashtag for every run and then i had a link to the uh, podcast
0: well that makes sense why you liked something that i tweeted uh, five years ago you must have been going back
1: correct uh, i was looking at yes <laughs> yes i actually did I'm like
0: this is the weirdest thing like he, he really deliberated for five years whether or not this was a good tweet <laughs>
1: I was looking back. I was trying. It was a to find, tough night of sleep. I was trying to find when our uh, actu- when we actually uh, started the show. I knew it was five years ago, and so this is our five year anniversary. And uh, once again, in typical fashion, Docs. Uh, you know what? It, it is a thing. You were somehow left out of the tweet. I don't know who tweeted that oh, at the time. shocker. <laughs> you, you know, you're you're as big a part of this program um, uh, as anybody, certainly more than Jatorius DC or Julie E. Cully. Um, no offense to yeah. either of those co-hosts, but uh, you were left out of that tweet. Combined. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but you were left out... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I I would say back then, um, it's interesting to see the the mentions. And I did like one of your mentions a couple days ago from five years ago. Uh, Pacers Running said, it's perfect for listening while you mow your lawn or perhaps on a run. Um, And then we already had a fact checker chiming in. Amanda High says it was Rosie Ruiz, Mm -hmm. not Perez, guys. And then Docs chimed in. Didn't you know that Rosie Perez cheated in a marathon while filming White Man Can't Jump? So that's the tweet I liked. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. But uh, ha- it's true, though. Too yeah. Happy uh, happy five year anniversary to uh, pace the nation. I can't believe we've made it this far. Congrats, guys.
0: Oh, me neither. I can't believe we're still friends either. <laughs> I know. Um, Farley, what remind remind the the listeners and and Julie and I what what. What is the uh, five-year anniversary um, thing, you know? Yes. Uh,
1: is it silver? Is it gold? Is it... I, yeah. I See, I'm not...
0: Yeah, exactly. What is it?
1: This is where we... I think it's a pair of on shoes. <laughs> I think it might be. I think it might be uh, rose gold.
0: That's what I think
2: it might rose be. Rose gold
1: on shoes.
0: <laughs> is rose gold the stuff that makes your neck turn green? No, that's like the... Uh, you know
2: painted colored gold on cheap plastic
1: yeah i think that's um what's, or on metal what's what's the uh what's the fake gold um pyrite or something is that right i don't know did
0: you just make
1: that up <laughs> is that right docs pyrite is that a fake gold
0: it's 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 a that's a remarkable pull by you why yeah. why do you know that
1: i don't know it's you know two remarkable pulls uh, maverick and goose and pirate go- pirate is a fake gold today i'm very proud of myself um but I, I i don't know what the five-year anniversary is uh docs uh do you have that handy
0: i think it's on shoes
1: <laughs> okay we're gonna go with that uh we'll uh we'll ask our our next guest that oh the gift
2: is wood
1: wood the traditional five-year anniversary gift is wood okay i like you know what i like on shoes better (laughs) again why do we fact check all right let's ask our next guest excited to have chris treblecock he's the tech rep lead for the east coast he's also been a very integral person and procuring and delivering 5,000 pairs of orange shoes for frontline workers here in the D.C. area. He's going to join us next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Julian Dox, we are excited to be joined on the phone from his quarantine spot in D.C. It's Chris Treblecock. Chris, how are you?
3: good how are you guys
1: you know all things considered i think we're doing pretty well i mean i I think i'll speak for the group julie
2: we're certainly better than a week ago when we recorded. that's for sure uh
1: docs (laughs) everything good i mean we did go over this in the intro but docs yeah it it changes minute by minute with docs (laughs) (laughs) you're still doing okay. thank you very much yeah you're doing okay everything's
0: everything's okay everything's checking out okay over here
1: good awesome man um well, Chris, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Um, before you before you came on, we were um, celebrating our five year Pace the Nation anniversary, and we we're trying to figure out what the actual um, you know because at one year you get silver, it's two years you get gold. I'm totally messing this up, but sorry, um, keep going. But what happens year three? <laughs> Uh, it's expensive early on. In the yeah, I muscles. know. Right. Trust
2: me, I haven't gotten any of those. God. So
1: <laughs> so he, year five, Chris, we said you, you get a pair of on shoes. Is that accurate? There you go. Okay. <laughs> that sounds
3: doable to me. Yeah. I mean, like,
1: oh, wow. <laughs> okay. He's like, go ahead. You, yeah. I gave you 5,000 pairs. God. Pick <laughs> one. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Pick one of the 5,000. Uh, good point. Uh, no, yeah, exactly. Hey, Chris, can we get at least 5,003 for our greedy host here? No. <laughs> <laughs> I know. There you go. No, this is awful. This is not the way we start the show. We were talk- We want to talk about the positive thing that On's doing, and we will get into that. Uh, on has been doing some great stuff with partnership with Pacers and Potomac River Running, and you were a big part of it, and I want to talk about that. But uh, before we do, um, Chris, uh, we've, we've had um, Olivier on the program, who's one of your founders of On. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us a little about uh, the, the brand that, you know, people probably or possibly don't even know who on running is yeah
3: i mean it's definitely still something that is super exciting about my job and and our company at large is that there's so many people that are fans of on but there's even more people that are not aware of what the company even is or maybe even how to save the company um like <laughs> i've been in your stores before chris and you know i'm helping a person and they're like these are awesome i love these shoes uh you know, my friend told me about these QCs and (laughs) it's like, you know, they're about to buy them. It's their third pair and they're not even quite sure about the story. It's just, they know what they feel when they put them on and they're just brand advocates. And so that's like an exciting part of my job is that there's so many more people in North America and in the world that like want to know and are interested in the brand, but just need a little bit more information. So that's like a really cool part of my job, and it's not uh, discouraging in any way. I just kind of usually always like, it's a good little laugh, and then I'm yeah. like, okay, cool. Here's this story, um, and, and I'm actually looking
1: yeah. at my shoes now, uh, Chris, and it it does. <laughs> now that you mentioned, does kind of look like maybe like a QC. So you know, yeah, I, I get it. Um, but yeah. you, you guys are um, you, you guys are a company out of Switzerland. Um, yeah, tell us sort of how, how the company started.
3: Yeah, so it's a very interesting story that my home state in Florida is very part of as well. Um, So uh, the designer who was coming up with these, you know, interesting looking elements that we call clouds um, was actually training full time down in Florida and on A1A. And the original idea just kind of came from this concept of he's running down the road on A1A. And every day that he's training, going out there, crushing his workouts, he's running on one side of the road. And on that side of the road, there is, you know, just a normal sidewalk, just running down it. And for whatever reason, on a random Tuesday, he turns and he decides, no, I'm going to run on the side closer to the water. Mm -hmm. So he runs on that side of A1A. And as he's running, he's feeling this different kind of sensation. And He gets back and he's noticing his muscles are not as tired and not as uh, fatigued. And now you might be like, Chris that seems a little bit uh, over exaggeration <laughs> but the thing is is that he is an engineer and he's super in touch with his the way his body feels and the way that his mechanics work so he's like puzzled for days on how that is such a different sensation running on one side of the road than then the other mm-hmm. and as he like studied and thought about it because he's almost quarantining in his training camp right. down in florida right um he's thinking so much about this and he realizes what's happening is that on the one side of the road that's closer to the water the sand has been blown from the ocean to the sidewalk and so every step he's making there's a little bit of glide and there's this little bit of the shearing forces from the ground are coming off and it's actually sliding just a little bit so his muscles are getting a little bit of relief from that normal pound Hmm. and so shoes are pretty much made to protect you from the up and down motions that you that impact you while you run not necessarily made from the side to side and and up and down motions so he spent that summer from my understanding time coming up with how to make any shoe, regardless of where you run, regardless of what the surface is, able to have that little bit of a glide um, sensation. So then that's kind of how the first prototypes of On Shoes came. And that's where what, what claw elements.
1: What what year was that, Chris?
3: So that was in the O's, like in the 2000 O's. <laughs> um, okay. And then they spent a, a good amount of time prototyping these elements. Uh, there was points and times where the company itself was just selling just these elements that you could add on to your shoes itself, um, but it wasn't until 2010 when they really all came together with the the product, the business plan, the the entire core competencies that have come on to become on um, that it really kind of took off. And uh, and we even joke about it because it kind of took off to a very slow start. Um, even people now asking us are like, "Man, this." brand is like going really strong it's crazy Roger Federer and right. like all these big athletes and stuff and all these celebrities wearing them it's like I've never even heard of this brand so it's definitely one of those um, over you know those quote-unquote overnight successes that the, we've been working on for
1: the past 10 years years um, in the making for an overnight success yeah and, and I'm sure yeah. people are who haven't seen it are probably googling the shoe right now it is a unique look that the the cloud midsole is like nothing else out there
0: if i could just jump in real quick i'm a little bit confused on the timeline uh i don't know what the zeros are i'm familiar with the odds <laughs> but but, but uh, when were the zeros ex- i knew that was oh, yeah,
1: coming yeah. yes <laughs> uh, explain the, docs explain the odds i always need d- d- docs to explain the jokes. <laughs> Oh well
0: yeah this is this is so, you are so emasculating my my uh creative I know I uh, am co- comedy um of of course the the o's and the os are the same thing I I I put two and two together
1: Right yes
0: Actu- Actually I googled it <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes so uh but I I did want to to, to mention on the uh the the midsole, I mean, it is it is the unique, it is the, one of the most unique midsoles out there that uh, delivers that experience that he was looking for. Running on a one a, you know, running from one side of the road to the other side of the road, and it's the cloud technology um, that that really achieves that. Um, so, you know, my, I guess my 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 question for 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 those who who have never. Um, experienced running on these type of shoes with those midsoles? Is it going to be way different than running on a regular pair of shoes that they've had for years? I
3: don't think it's going to be way different. Um, It's definitely a unique sensation. But for a lot of people, I think uh, it's a unique sensation maybe they've been looking for. Mm -hmm. So like we've always described our shoes as not necessarily shoes, but sensations. And so each shoe kind of like fills a different void in what you're looking for, the feedback beneath your feet to become. Um, And like a big, huge proponent and one of the things the cloud elements themselves even make is a lot of proprioception between you and the ground. Mm -hmm. So it's not just like this giant uh, lump of whatever between you and the ground and it's physically changing your perception of where you are uh, it's actually giving you the feedback that you're gaining from whatever kind of surface you're running on yep. so i think for most people there are models that could fit those normal quote-unquote sensations that they're used to from the models they've been training in but then there's also sensations that maybe they've been wishing and hoping their running shoe would give them but they've never found before
1: and also um they look really cool that's a big Big thing too. <laughs> yeah,
3: looking cool is half
1: the battle. So yeah, if they perform well
3: and they look really cool, yeah. then you're you're there. You've won, no doubt.
1: All right. So uh, overnight success, years in the making. Uh, your role with with On is the tech rep lead of the East Coast. Um, but your role in what we've done recently uh, was 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 you know completely different. And I think a lot of people have had to pivot in their jobs with uh, what's going on with this global pandemic. Um, How did you end up pivoting, helping out, um, you know, us with 5,000 pairs of shoes to frontline workers?
3: Yeah, so it's just a really cool opportunity that we've in some ways been sitting on for a bit, and when the pandemic really came down, um, we just – It was a project that we had been working on trying to figure out where it fit into our company ethos and trying to figure out how we could help our retailers and people in need and then as soon as um, the world just kind of turned on its side um curtis who is uh, a huge part of our online watchdog business Mm -hmm. and farley you actually know him personally Uh, he brought it to the attention of the tech rep team that hey we might have this opportunity like make no commitments yet, just gauge interests from some premium retail partners about this potential program to donate shoes. And we wanna donate them, you know, to people that have been impacted by this and whatever way they see fit. But here are some very big logistical headaches that we as the company cannot solve but we need the partner's help. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as soon as we had that kind of like raw idea, um, I think almost all I tasked all the tech reps to think about it for a day and then kind of slowly start reaching out to their teams to just see if there's just an interest or, you know, what people could think or could do with these projects. And um, so the, Former role that I had, which is based here in D.C., I tasked him, Mark, um, to go and talk to some premium partners. And then I kind of did the same thing, too. And I talked to Tara, uh, and I basically said, hey, I got this real crazy idea, and let me just, like, pitch to you real fast. There's no commitment, no no need for you to, like, say yes or no right now. Just, you know, just pass the info on. And so I just pitched her the Palette program, what it potentially could be what we were seeing for the future of it and uh and she's like yeah that sounds good i'll pass it on and then it was like five hours later um it was very much from pacer's side was like yes we want to be part of this when can we hop on a conference call and figure out the details (laughs) so it very much went from um hey here's a brief idea from curtis to we're doing it in less than like 24 hours. <laughs> so,
1: so you know, and specifically, there is 5,000 pairs of shoes or so uh, that On has that are uh, you know they're 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 perfectly good shoes, but for whatever reason, their first rate returns or whatever they are that are sitting there that you guys need. You, you were just looking for something to harness them. W- you looking for a, a reason to harness the shoes, right? And yeah. and that was sort of the idea. Um, so you come to us um, and you, you you go to Potomac River Running and Tara and, and our team, I want to say Tara and, and Lisa, Lisa kind of led the, the, the charges for us and, and Allegra were so integral and in, in figuring this out. And what I thought was really cool was that um, you harnessed us to find those community partners. Why did you guys decide to do that and not just... Go out and do it on your own and, you know, take all the credit and I'm sure you could find, uh, you know, worthy people of these shoes uh, without a problem.
3: Yeah. um, You know, for us as a company, we do a lot of things behind the scenes to almost in some ways purposely not take credit for it um, because we honestly feel like we're not doing it for the publicity or for the notoriety. I think those things are great. We think those things are great as well, but that's not the driving force or the motive. Um, And then sometimes that has been a struggle with the North America team in working with the Swiss team because the Swiss culture is just so proud of doing the right thing Mm -hmm. all the time. And we struggle with them of like, no, like tell your story a little bit more, like, you know, like reach out a little bit more with this content because You're not doing these things just to be, you know, the hit of the week or to talk about sustainability because that's a fashionable thing. Like, we're a company that's so focused on sustainability because that's who we are as a Swiss culture, Mm -hmm. you know. And so that's kind of just ingrained in us in a full ways of like, no, we don't want to do this and just take the notoriety for on. We would almost in most ways, you as Pacers in Potomac take this. This is an initiative that you guys are doing. And, you know, and 100% credit to you guys, you were both working independently on projects to impact your own communities before we even came along at all. You know, it's like we're just happy to be a partner with you guys that we can do a little part to support what you guys have already been doing. And I mean, also, you guys have those amazing connections with these like yep. micro uh, communities. You know, when we talk to Lisa on the phone and, and you know, we're thinking very medical and we're thinking very, you know, in some ways, maybe even first responders and firefighters, and that's the way we're thinking about it, me and Mark, when we pitched it to ourselves. But then you guys just started talking about all these other people that have been impacted. And it, it, for me and Mark, we were like texting each other while we were on the conference call. And Mark's like, this is amazing. Like, this is even better than I thought. So, you know, I think if you keep it in your own wheelhouse sometimes, you might miss some amazing yeah. opportunities that other people have.
1: Yeah, I, I think uh, that I, I think you played it right and it's been really impactful and amazing. And some of those uh, people that we were able to get the shoes to, I want to talk about, um, you know, I know uh, Potomac's done an awesome job getting some, some to, to some fire stations and in, in Leesburg and, and and west of west of DC a number of places there we've gotten some shoes on some restaurant workers here in the DC area uh, and then J- Julie and I I wanted to touch on this real quick we went to Virginia Hospital Center yesterday um, and it was really a uh, just just really impactful like inspiring experience for us um, we went there and um, we had our team, and we were with uh, Phil from from Potomac uh, as well, and I was with Lisa and and Troy, and Steve was taking pictures, and um, Julie went with me, and you know, just to give shoes to these nurses and hospital workers and people who are on their feet twelve hours a day uh, was just really inspiring, and 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 like really just such a positive experience. So I appreciate you guys allowing us that experience and julie i think you could echo that and you you kind of experienced the same thing as you were handing out these shoes to these people like personally it was pretty awesome
2: yeah it was really fun um seeing the smiles on their faces and it happened to be i think national nurses day Mm -hmm. as well uh so Ah, it was it was good timing (laughs) it was really good timing and uh when we when we got there they were all coming out and i think we were really cautious right of like I don't want to step too close to anybody, yep. you know, and they're like, you know, two steps away from trying to give us bear hugs for it. <laughs> no. They wouldn't. We did some we did some, you know, uh, yeah. foot taps yep, uh, exactly, instead of instead yeah. of hugs, but um, it was a really up, uplifting experience and um, you know, there's a lot of talk these days about supporting the frontline workers and and really, you know, making heroes of them they are our heroes in our communities and they are the heroes on the front lines and i think it was just really special there's a lot of things i think people are doing and and certainly celebrating um the hard work and sacrifice but a physical gesture um, also feels really, really special, especially when it comes to shoes, because you're su- you're literally supporting them on their feet and, with a pair of shoes. And, and, and I,
1: I was talking to one of the one of the nurses who who was on her feet. So we interviewed Kelly last week, who's a PA and working on her feet. You know, three days a week, twelve plus hours a day. And I talked to a woman at Virginia Hospital Center who was doing similar things. I think she was a nurse, and her feet hurt. And I looked at her feet. I looked at her shoes. And I don't want to mention the brand. It wasn't your brand, Chris, but they were the worst shoes yeah. on the planet. And she tried yeah. these shoes on and it was such a difference for her yeah. immediately. And it was like, it was it was really rewarding because a lot of these uh, medical workers and frontline workers, they don't think about it or, you know, it's crazy to me that they're in the medical field and don't think about it. But it was just super immediate impact was was super gratifying.
2: And I have to say, I walked in with my cloud highs on
3: yeah. and they were
1: a yeah. hit. They were like, uh, where are those? Okay. I was like, uh, we don't yeah. have any of those
2: here. Sorry.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, those are really fun. You can come see us at Pacer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can buy those.
1: Yeah. yeah, those, yeah. those are the three. That was really cute. Those are the three uh, pairs we want, Chris, for our anniversary, the cloud highs. There <laughs> you go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but it was just an amazing experience. So I, I hope that folks from your company are listening, uh, and we just really want to appreciate, or we're, we really want to express our, our appreciation uh, to Curtis and and and, and Mark and, and everybody else, and and all the way to the top to Olivier and Casper. Um, you know, it it says a lot about uh, the company that you work for, and I can see why you're so passionate about working for them.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's been kind of a, a dream come true to work for them. Um, you know, I worked in a run specialty store, Fit to Run, down in Florida for a very long time, and. Um, you know, a big thing they take a big pride in is being a family. Um, and it's, I never kind of thought I would leave one family to work for another. Um, you know, you always kind of fear that you're going to lose that when you transition and just working for on has been nothing but a dream and um, all the support and all the things that they do. Um, you know, one of our big company ethos is, um, finishes a team. Mm-hmm. And I think like some of these initiatives and stuff that we've done over the years have just been very echo those sentiments that, you know, we're in this together. And even if our role or our function is, you know, vendor and retail partner and, you know, it, whatever the role is, is like we see as an integral part of the team, because for us, it's like by be having such a good retail partners that ingrains us in, you know, the community, you know, yeah. and all these different sensations and all these different uh, tastes that you have with the community and the running world it's you know the better we can do and um like for instance i sent a couple pairs to have some friends that are down in roanoke and working in um, some hospitals there and i sent a couple pairs down not because I had this dream of them wearing them on the floor. Right. I actually sent them to them so that they could run in the shoes. Right. Because they were not taking care of their bodies in their running time. So, you know, they're stressed, stressed, stressed at work and they're doing everything they can, and they get off work and you know, they're using these shoes that, you know, it doesn't matter the brand, but the point is they're probably a year and a half overdue Broken down, of replacement. Right. Yeah. and it's like um you know any company is going to be broken down after that point in time you know people use shoes way too long than they should and it's not good for their biomechanics and i was like yeah you don't need this to stand on the work floor i got you you have these <laughs> shoes that are perfectly equipped for that and i was like but i'm going to get you new running shoes because you
1: need new." that's running a big shoes. part of it um that's yeah. super cool man well i, I wanted to but, but you know before we get you get you out of here i wanted to talk a little bit about uh the company Um, some really, I I know you've had some cool experiences with them. Um, what's Roger, you mentioned Roger Federer. What's Roger Federer's (laughs) role and on?
3: Yeah. So he is, uh, officially an investor and also an employee. Hmm. Um, he is, he does work with David, who is our man of the man of designs. Mm -hmm. Um, and he is working with them on, you know, just some interesting colors and some interesting palettes and interesting tastes. Um, unfortunately I don't actually know some of the full breadth of the work he's been working on because we have our world meeting next week. So, uh, follow up with me a little bit then, but I know that he is being, um, you know, we're using him and his tastes and his interests and also, you know, his expertise in the world. Um, and also in just, sports and uh yeah. and taste making for, and uh but he's been super cool to work with he's actually um jumped on a couple of our town halls really it was, uh really yeah it was an interesting surprise so, cool. like three weeks ago he just hopped on and he was just there and then he we do these uh virtual workouts um that we connect with everybody and all the teams and you can come through to join and you could you know some of them are yoga some of them are hit and he actually hopped in and uh, hit one and did the workout with us so it's been fun and interesting to have him on the team. Um, I was very fortunate enough that for the official announcement that we did, I was able to go to New York City. Yeah, end, I wanted to ask
1: you about that. Uh, you met him in person yeah. in New York City when we could all we used to be able to get together. Um, right. Uh, how was that? Good guy? Can you tell us the real yeah. scoop. Come on. You can, you can yes. be honest with us. It's so, just us four here. Come on.
3: so the funny part about roger is like probably everything you read about him is true um he is one of the most like calm gentle nice people you'll ever meet um and uh it was really cool to actually like see that in person because i saw him for probably like eight and a half hours through interviews and through Mm -hmm. this and that um and me and my new york counterpart david kilgore We, you know, talked to him during the photo shoot and he came over and like met us individually when he was talking to the founders. Um, And then, you know, through the photo shoot, he's making little wisecracks. And then (laughs) a couple hours later when he's like running back and forth, like me, David and Alphonse, our uh, New York ambassador was like sitting in this like waiting room almost like, you know, cramming some food in between like events we're doing and drinking coffee and Roger would walk down back and forth between the hallways because there would be different interview rooms set up you know there's forbes in one room and there's gear patrol in another and so they're like walking back and forth to do these interviews and every time he walk past us he would make some sort of like funny comment really and uh yeah and so like like david was eating a pastry and he's like david you gotta carve up man he's like we're gonna have to race race again later that's uh, great and so it's just like stuff right, just like little that jabs it's really little funny. fun little yeah yeah And it makes you a human, you know, and, um, it was just really cool. And and actually it was maybe a little sad, but at the same time, I think really cool that he was, uh, telling David that, um, He was really grateful for this photo shoot because we actually were in um, Central Park and we were like there with all these people and we had all these cameras. And so he was able to like walk around and run in Central Park. And he said that he was really grateful to be able to be in Central Park because his wife and his kids tell him these amazing stories about Central Park and all the fun they have there. But because of the high risk of him physically going into the park just and the inability to secure, yeah. yeah, and the inability to secure the park, right. he had never been in the park before.
1: That's cool. So wow. he's like,
3: he said he came to the you know New York ten fifteen times a year uh, for the last like ten years and has never been to Central Park. So he was like just basking in the glory of that is Central Park, um, and so that was cool. You know, it was That's fun to really be cool. part of
1: that. Now, now he what kind of runner was, was he? I mean. Did, did you maybe talk a little trash and be like listen roger I, I know you could probably beat me in a in a five setter but uh you know i could smoke you in in any distance over you know 400 meters what kind of runner was oh he?
3: yeah he was very much like you guys are crazy he's like you know <laughs> all respect to you guys he's like i'm not a runner he's like it's two completely different yeah. uh types of physical workouts he's like uh because we were doing like, he was hauling in some yeah. of the photo shoots. Like if you see some of the videos, like we're hauling it. and, uh, you know, we're doing like sub five minute pace for these like sprints for the cameras. Right. And David's like, is that how fast you normally run? He's like, yeah, because all I run is like sprint sprints. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's got to have yeah. some
1: crazy endurance because I mean, these, these sets can go for hours. So, I mean, he's obviously right. got, but it's just a different type of endurance. Yeah. But that's funny. Totally. I, I'm not surprised that he's a fast, uh, fast runner. Um, and, and then uh, another thing, um, you know, just so jealous of, of Switzerland and your, your opportunities. I I assume you've been to Switzerland and what's that like?
3: Yeah. Um, so it was. Besides going to Canada, um, going to Switzerland in 2018 was my first time leasing, leaving the country. Nice. So that was like a cool, really fun time over there. Uh, it's very different. Um, it was kind of like, uh, going to Disney world and like Epcot, like the little small little, um, sections of the different countries, but it's the entire country and it's like completely authentic and there's tons of people that don't speak English, um, you know, there's a lot of Swiss German and, uh, it's just really cool. And I just kind of like threw myself into the culture and actually I like, came back with a little bit of an accent. Um, so it's a lot of fun. Um, and it was, it's cool to go in over there and do some stuff. And then I took a couple day trips to like the which is like this mountain town about an hour away on uh, the train. And it was cool. It was, uh, definitely, uh, fun. And I'm very, um, grateful for on to let us kind of go oh, yeah. over there and have the entire world team and meetings and, uh, the time lag and the time change is very real um, right. i got very sick like two weeks uh like when i got back like the second week back it was like my body was like nope <laughs> too much back and forth for you <laughs>
2: <laughs> well i have not- a i have a swiss athlete who's going to be graduating uh sometime in the next year Track and field athlete. She uh, she's yeah. home in Switzerland right now, and uh, I'm going to be hitting you guys up to sponsor her afterwards. Nice. She's going to be trying to. There you go. She's yeah. going to be trying to hit some world standards in the next couple of years. So like I'll, uh, I'll reconnect.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. And and I think with uh, Zap and Mammoth and yeah. you know some other projects we have going on. I mean, On's not going anywhere, and uh, we're definitely very. I mean, we were started with a very competitive athletic spirit and very um high octane almost at some points and i think over the years we've kind of like learned and developed um that's not necessarily for everybody um and it's like what kind of products and what kind of models and stuff can we make so that everybody and we have every runner um showcased but like in our core dna i mean in the founders themselves are are very competitive guys (laughs) so We take a lot of pride in the professional teams that we sponsor and the professional athletes. There you go, Julie. Yeah, Yeah, I mean.
1: There she's got it. There's the end. There you go. We're making things things happen here.
2: Wheeling and dealing.
1: well, um I, I just googled um what the five year anniversary is. It's not a pair of shoes, it's actually a trip to Switzerland. So uh we'll we'll take <laughs> <Okay>. it <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wow, it went from a pair of shoes <laughs> to a trip to Switzerland. Right, so we'll, <laughs> well flights are cheap right now, Chris. I, you know, you're welcome I'm to go, but you're quarantining not, somewhere not else now. when you get back.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh Chris, well, um you know, just one last thing. Um have you been on a podcast before? Is this your first time or
3: uh, no, I used to do one, a little one, fun one with my friends. Okay. One All right. So I, I was home. like, yeah. man,
1: you're, you're, you're a pro you, you, uh, you nailed it. Um, I, 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 wanted to, uh, give one of your, uh, co-workers a hard time who used to be on a podcast, uh, Max Smith. He used to, oh, have yeah. his, he used to have his own podcast as well. Uh, make sure he, um, make sure he listens to this show. Uh, oh, sure. cause I couldn't, um, we couldn't, what's Max doing Is Max, Max works on the West coast now.
3: No. So he's actually still, um, here on the East coast. He's the head of, uh, PAD. So like okay. performance all day channel for, Got it. for us. And, um, he's actually super busy cause we just, uh, launched a new club Nova today. So, okay. yeah.
1: Well, he's lost my number. So, um, hope- <laughs> okay, <I'll laughs> him. Yeah. So, hopefully he hears the show and remembers <laughs> it. <him. laughs> um, awesome, man. Well, uh, you know, we had you on here mostly, uh, to talk about, uh, what you guys helped us do and it was really game changing and, and we can't thank you and your team enough for the impact you've made in our community. Um, you know, donating 5,000 pairs to frontline workers is just an incredible, incredible thing. So, uh, man, thank you so much for that. Yeah.
3: Happy to be a part of it again. Couldn't do it without you guys. And we're just so, uh, Problems of the work that you guys have been doing and you know just here to support and and watch
1: yep man well thanks so much thank you all right chris that's chris treblecock he's the tech rep lead on the east coast he helped procure these five thousand pairs for frontline workers here in the dc area chris man thank you so much for joining us great stuff man of course
3: thanks for having me all right
1: there he goes that's chris from on we're gonna take a quick break be right back after this All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Chris Treblecock for joining us. He's, of course, of On Running, uh, super, super integral in getting us 5,000 pairs of shoes, of On Shoes, to deliver to frontline workers here in D.C. So thanks again to Chris for joining us. Um, I didn't even get the chance to talk about his running. He's a star runner. He lives in D.C., but we had just had too much stuff, and we had to ask for too much stuff from him. Um, Were we a little... Was that a little rude of us? Of me. Let's no, you're on.
2: just really excited about Roger Federer. <laughs>
1: yeah I was. I did. I wanted to get some inside scoop on him. You know, sometimes I want us to be like TMZ or something and break a story. Yeah. It's oh, really yeah. hard
2: it's really hard to break a story when the show actually comes
0: out like five days later yeah, though. I know.
1: Well, if there was if there was a nugget he had about Federer, you know, we could have broken it.
0: You say that, Julie, but I, I know for a fact two stories that would have uh been huge news in the running world that we had the scoop on and we, we did. did not release it
1: that's a good point that's true we did we did have some yay us that were that were edited out later um mm-hmm. for for the record chris gave us no scoop on roger federer that needed to be edited out Correct. later there's nothing, <laughs> there was nothing nothing that needs to be edited he was a good he's just a good guy um
0: let me just throw something in here real quick Chris before you change subject I get my my spidey sense says that you're about to change the subject yep. can I can I talk about the interview real quick here yes please do um I, I I want to applaud on and pacers for actually going out and doing something and taking action I think it's incredible I think it's awesome like today so many people just post uh, sentiments on, on social media, and that's the extent to which they participate. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think it's awesome that you guys are out there and, and you know, putting your actions where your words are and, and following through and, and and actually supporting these people. And and I would like to applaud both On and Pacers for, for doing that. Yeah, it's awesome.
1: Yeah, very much appreciate it. Yeah, and it is all because of On. They're... The ones who who really kind of facilitated everything came up with the idea, and we were just happy to be a part of it. But I appreciate that, Docs. I, I think it actions are very important now more than ever. So thank you.
0: Yeah, and I, I mean, may, maybe maybe you guys could be an example, and and people can follow your lead. You know, like you know, everybody who's who's got all this bottled up energy at home, uh, try to think what what could you do, what actions could you take, what what could you do to help the community uh besides just post on social media you know
1: (laughs) right i agree i agree i do like the social media postings sometimes though they are entertaining Um,
0: Yeah, and now now you're back to being the worst (laughs) well (laughs) that was a that was a slippery slope
1: (laughs) one thing one thing i learned on social media this week was um the, the changing of the runner rankings and it was, it was, I mean, it was fine. I, I kind of contribute to the runner rankings or help run the runner rankings. Sometimes not as fast as I would like, uh, with, with Charlie and on run in uh, run Washington. Uh, but we are changing the runner rankings. Uh, Charlie and the team have decided to do Strava, Strava segment challenges to replace the, uh, 2020 runner ranking. So, uh, that's sort of I think that's exciting so um I think it's really cool and I, I think it's
0: it's it's very innovative and and it's it's uh exactly what people should be doing adapting to the situation yep it's a staple of run Washington to mm-hmm. to have these these uh annual rankings mm-hmm. and times have changed there's you don't have the races for for people to compare themselves and i I, I, I just like how they adapted and 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 are, are still doing something. So yeah. I, I think it's cool. I thought yeah. it was a really cool idea.
1: And I think that uh, the, the the community has responded positively. I saw some uh, positive uh, comments and feedback. And uh, what, what Charlie and Run Washington has done is they picked 20 different segments throughout the D.C. area that have little to no interaction, um, and they travel or they travel through residential neighborhoods. Uh, so, you know... You can run these these um, these segments. All you need is a GPU, GPS watch and a uh, free Strava account, and then you can join the Run Washington group, and then you can pi- you can run any of these twenty uh, segments, and y- you join that Run Washington group, and then you're in it. You're in the rankings. So uh, download Strava or get a GPS watch, and you probably have both already. Uh, so find these st- segments, join the Run Washington group, and. Uh, Get running these twenty segments.
0: Do you know the details of how it works?
1: Uh, didn't I just explain the details? Was that not detailed enough?
0: Well, the, usually when you do the races, you you have like a, a list of races, and you only have to like you don't have to do all twenty segments.
1: Yeah, I, I think that yeah, I think that we're still sort of figuring out. Or Charlie, I should say, is still figuring out the specifics of it. Uh, but we do know it's going to go from May to December. And there'll be 10-year age groups uh, similar to what we did before. And, you know, maybe they'll do some special race weekend highlights like holiday weekends, you know. But other than that, we're still ironing out the details.
0: I I just clicked on the article, and I'm reading it, and it it looks like you just read (laughs) the article.
1: (laughs) I paraphrased it. Yeah, I did. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, don't tell them all the how the sausage is made. Come on, docs. Um, But yes, go go sign up for the Strava segment challenge on Run Washington. Uh, Very cool thing that Run Washington's doing.
0: Well, Chris, if if people want more information on on where the segments are as well, you can go to Run Washington, and the the distances range from a zero point five six. Clingle uh, Valley Trail segment all the way up to a 20-miler a mm-hmm. in Poolsville, Maryland.
1: Yep. So, yeah, you can find all that. Yeah, Run Washington, we will tweet that out at, at Pace the Nation as well. All right. Speaking of races, there's a crazy story out there about someone who was scheduled to do 100 100-mile 100 races this year. And this guy is not going to be deterred by a global pandemic, and he's still going to do it.
0: Chris, are you talking about Michael Ortiz? Yes. And his his quest to run a hundred one hundred mile races in a in a hundred consecutive weeks. It's yes. a lot of hundreds.
1: It is a lot of hundreds. I I don't know how it's physically possible, but um, yes, that's that's what he's trying to do. What he's, What
2: are his credentials up to this point? I, has he done one 100-mile race? I, I hope he's had done at least several well, consecutive. Well, he's, he's
1: been doing them um, all th- this year. There's a, a crazy article
0: about this guy in the Wall Street Journal. He is a legit ultra runner and, mm-hmm. and has been running for a long time. He had this quest to do 100, 100 races in 100 weeks, and... I guess he was um, 68 weeks into his pursuit yep. when he was he was uh, driving out to Nevada for his next race, and it was canceled because of the pandemic. And because he's 68 weeks into it, this is over a year of, of running 100 miles a week or running a 100-miler every week. Uh, he's now pivoted and he's running these on his treadmill in his apartment in Brooklyn. <laughs> uh,
1: I it's it's cra- and I actually think he did. He's doing it in his treadmill, but he also I'm reading that he did, or I read somewhere that he did around a 40 foot cardboard track around the rugs in yep. his living room, which was yeah, thirteen thousand laps. Um,
0: yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know who is responsible for counting that. Maybe the person who lives below him. That's <laughs> <Right>. very possible.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. How would his neighbors? Yeah. Like he's living in this <laughs> Brooklyn apartment. I mean, how do the neighbors feel about this? Uh, oh, I'm get, sure that they're really excited to be part no, of I'm history. Sure.
2: Is he doing it for a cause? Is he? Is it? Is he? Get, is he sponsored to do it? Is Mm-mm. there anything? happening that's outside of himself
0: like is he drawing attention to
2: something other than just this crazy
0: feat he he has a a a real job that that he you know goes back to work on monday mornings Mm -hmm. when he finds these races over the weekend this is just like his hobby and if he does have something that's a that's a big cause it it didn't pop out in the article no uh so so don't at me Um, (laughs) right but but he like you're talking about this this uh, ridiculous track that he came up with as well uh, he is trying to be creative he also did an Everest run where mm-hmm. he did one of these hundred mile runs on his treadmill but he had the the uh, the the elevation on the treadmill set so he ran uphill the whole time on his treadmill like I, I would think like if you're gonna run the treadmill the nice thing about the treadmill is that it's zero altitude gain this guy's like like crazy
1: he's he's yeah i mean he's actually making it way harder than it, it has to be yeah it's insane
0: yeah guess what dude a hundred mile races a hundred weeks in a row in your apartment is hard enough
1: <laughs> well michael ortiz 36 years old um we'll see if he gets it done uh but yeah there was an article uh, you said in the wall street journal there's one in the new york times as well Uh, So we'll follow his progress.
2: I certainly hope he's got a woodway, at least something that's absorbing (laughs) shock. If he's got one of those treadmills that you go on at like a hotel gym, I think he'd be in trouble.
1: No, it doesn't look like a woodway. I've seen a picture of it, but it's pretty impressive. All right. This podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with six area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Uh, we are again we are doing virtual fittings we are doing curbside we have online business happening uh, staying very busy at Pacers Running so thank you to the community for your support runpacers.com also sponsored by Random Row Brewing uh, Random Row in Charlottesville Uh, you can get Random Row beer delivered to your house just like Julie did Uh, my my new favorite Random Row uh, it's Called the Crown, uh, so fortunately Julie got some Crown beer delivered. Uh, it's a a Mexican beer and perfect for Cinco, Cinco de Mayo. Well, it's and not a
0: Mexican beer. It's a it's a Mexican lager.
1: Mexican lager. It's yeah. a Mexican style. Yeah. Style. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's actually Mexican brewed in
1: Charlottesville. beers
0: come from Mexico.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's actually a Charlottesville beer. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's, so yeah. it's not Mexican. It's uh, Mexican style. Uh, my new favorite. Yeah. So. Um,
2: this is coming from a guy who normally, go, you know, walks into a bar and says, if it's a craft brewery, like if, if they only have craft beer on tap at a restaurant or if we go to a craft brewery, he's like, can you get me a beer that tastes as similar to Miller Lite as possible?
1: Correct. I used to do that. Now I'm going to say, can you get me a beer as close to Random Row Crown as possible? Because <laughs> it's my favorite. Uh, you could get the beer uh, coldcountrysalmon.com. Uh, you can get random row beer delivered to you. You can get yourself a Crown Lager, which is a Mexican light lager. Yes.
2: From uh, Salmon. From, <laughs> from Salmon.com.
1: Salmon. <laughs> salmon. The rest <laughs> I said, of the world calls it Salmon. How did you make it this far in life? <laughs> Cold country. Salmon, <laughs> saying it phonetically, come on, I just want to make sure it's, <sighs> it's, it's salmon, cold country salmon, but it's spelled S-A-L-M-O-N, Salmon, come we're gonna, on. It's going to be fun raising children through elementary school with you. Oh, man, I'm going to do no work with that, uh, no work with the, the education piece with them.
0: I think you should take classes with them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> get a little Billy Madison action going on.
1: Cold yeah. country, <laughs> Coldcountrysalmon.com. Order your random road today. And shop at runpacers.com. All right. Um, we wanted to get serious for a moment here. Uh, it's the 10-year anniversary of the Yardley Love death. Uh, Yardley Love was a lacrosse player at, uh, univ- at the University of Virginia and was tragically killed by uh, a player on the men's lacrosse team. I believe he was a maybe her boyfriend at the ex-boyfriend. time. Ex-boyfriend. Ex-boyfriend. Uh, she was a victim of domestic violence and uh, passed away, and I can't believe it's been 10 years. Um, and, Docs, I know you wanted to uh, weigh in on this as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, her ex-boyfriend is an idiot, and he's in jail. Yes. It's, it's, it's definitely a tragedy, uh, but I have you know, the utmost respect for her mother um, who y- used that tragedy in her life and is making a difference. And she created the, the One Love Foundation, and their mission is to educate young people about healthy and unhealthy relationships and empowering them to, to identify and avoid abuse and, and to learn how to love better. And they have uh, a website, joinonelove.org, which has some information on the website, which I think is, is, is a great place for, you know, everybody should read about what they have on the website. And then they also have, um, you know, classes or seminars that they teach uh, young people, uh, basically about abuse, abuse in a relationship, how to recognize it, Things to do, and they've they have some tools and set things up for uh, people to reach out if they feel like they're in trouble, or how to communicate with uh, friends or family if you feel like they might be in trouble. And it's it's such a tragedy. I, I remember uh, reading about you know this this uh, murder when it happened, and it, it it just hit me really hard because. You know, uh, because I have these strong connections to the Charlottesville community and and the athletic department, and and it just felt like uh, something bad happened to my own family, mm-hmm. and I, I just you know I I just have like I said I have the most respect for the mother who who came out of this uh, with with something positive and something something really important, and and I just thought on the ten year anniversary it was it would be it would be. Uh, worth mentioning on the show and, and uh, spreading spreading the love and uh, spreading their message
1: join onelove.org uh, yeah I think it's a, uh, an important important topic and I'm glad uh, it was your agenda item so uh, nice work docs so now transitioning to another tragic story of Ahmed Arbury uh, who died I believe a few months ago uh, but the video or a video of his death came out the last couple days is that correct yes that's correct and Ahmed was just running in his uh, neighborhood or his community and um, he was targeted attacked and and killed and um, this is such a big topic um, because it looks like or maybe it's been confirmed that he was targeted because he was black
0: yeah, I mean the the nine one one call, which is the which right now the the only definite evidence that we have on on this case is the nine one one call, and and now the video that has surfaced, and the nine one one call the 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 man who called said there's a black man running in our neighborhood, uh, a father and son jumped in their pickup truck with weapons, and chased him down and pointed a gun at him and said, you need to stop. Uh, and he he didn't want to stop. You know, somebody's pointing a gun at him. He came after the guy, tried to tried to wrestle the gun away from him, and they shot and killed him. And mm. this happened months ago. I, I remember seeing the story, and this, this kind of reminded me of, of uh, the Ray Rice situation or the, the Ray Rice incident, where the story came out. Everybody reads the story, and then uh, months later, video surfaces of the incident, and then everybody's outraged. And personally, I'm, I'm, I, I think that this this needs to have the attention. I, I wish that the initial story had garnered the attention that it required. Uh, that we didn't need video evidence of, which is shocking. If I mean, I, I don't know if you right. guys saw it, but but yeah, you exactly. actually see somebody murdered on a video, and this was. Floating around on the internet this week, and, and people are outraged. Like I said, I wish the outrage was there earlier, but but I think it it's uh, uh, crazy that these two men chased a a black man down because he was running on their street. They murdered him, and they haven't pressed charges on these guys.
2: That's the amazing part, and I think that's where so much of the outrage is is happening right now because it was it was and is a horrific and tragic story for this community. Um, and and clearly, well beyond the community. I mean, watching what happened and knowing that that this isn't wasn't even really public uh, knowledge, you know, to the rest of the country up until this week is just it's horrifying. Um, and and the video is is horrible to watch. Um, and I think what was even more striking is it looks like it looks like he's on a bike path. It looks like he's just out broad daylight jogging on a bike path and. Um, you know, my God, it is just an awful, awful, awful story. And I cannot believe, you know, despite COVID-19 that, that this thing hasn't moved forward.
0: Yeah, there's, there's a lot of other things that are being sprinkled in. Um, like the defense I've read has changed a couple times and, and now the defense of, of the men who killed him, they're saying that they thought that he was responsible for, some recent break-ins in the neighborhood. And one of the things that outrages me the most is, is that uh, these guys, these, these two men, if, if that was the case, if they, if they really thought that this guy was, was involved in break-ins, they took justice into their own hands. They, they chased him down instead of, uh, you know, calling the authorities and asking the authorities to deal with it. And now everybody's saying, "Let them have their trial. Let it be heard." I, I say, wh- "Where's the madness in this? They they, they didn't uh, give Ahmed innocent until proven guilty, yeah. and now they want to be innocent until proven guilty." And yeah. th- this this happens every day all over this country, and it just blows my mind. It's just it's it's just crazy, and and. I think that it's I'm glad that this is getting the attention. I hope that it's not treated as an isolated incident because this is not unfortunately this is not an isolated incident um he was he was doing something that we do all the time every day we go out for a run and this guy this guy was was murdered for doing something that 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 we take for granted, yeah. yeah.
1: All right, well, this is a huge topic, obviously. Uh, we're going to follow up with this. We've got uh, at least one, if not two guests lined up to sort of discuss this in the next coming weeks. But we definitely wanted to bring it up since it's such a big topic on today's show.
0: Dude, this is like two really, really heavy topics. Do you, <laughs> you have
1: something that's also really heavy that that we could you know pitch? All right, well, I'm going to end on a positive note, guys. Our car was recovered. We talked about that last week. So. Oh, yeah. Yes, so the car is recovered. Um, I think we're probably um, going to... I think we might
2: be in the market for a new vehicle. <laughs> for a new vehicle, but... After at this least experience. It was, at least
1: it was recovered. So, um, yeah, so there's... Uh, that, I just wanted to put a nice bow on that story, since we talked well, that's about good. last week. Well, that's good. Yeah.
2: Good experience with uh, Arlington County, yeah, Arlington uh, County detectives great. Yeah, that you worked with. Helpful. and
1: Yeah, he was great.
0: It's amazing that they that they found it. I, I, you guys were giving not very good uh, um, hopes last week of, of being able to recover the vehicle. So that that was pretty quick quick work.
1: Well, I think the show came out on Monday and it was found on Tuesday. So uh, oh, thanks wow. to the Pace Nation, exactly Nation. a week
2: after the crime.
1: <laughs> yeah, thanks to Pace of Nation Nation for helping out. I assume they helped out. The the um, uh,
0: the Arlington tip line went crazy. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> like within within hours of Pace the Nation being released.
1: And, and whenever we whenever we get back to having a Pace the Nation happy hours, I'll tell you the story. I'll tell you the full version of what happened. Oh yeah, there's a yeah,
0: there's a but, good yeah, uh,
1: that's a good teaser. Yeah yeah maybe yeah. it's a virtual happy hour soon.
0: You know can can I just talk about the the Pace the Nation happy hours? The, the attendance yes. was kind of low. I feel like after this like. The, after after all of this isolation, maybe when we're allowed to get back to normal, maybe the Pace the Nation happy hours won't, won't people won't just kind of uh, take them
2: for blow granted. them off.
1: I know. I agree. Yeah.
2: Or or we could have a virtual Pace the Nation happy hour, and people have absolutely no excuse yes, not to show up, and so it could make us feel better and a little bit more confident. I like it. <laughs>
1: All right, great show, guys. Episode 234 in the books. Happy five-year anniversary.
2: Five years.
1: Yeah, five
2: years. PTN is gonna share an anniversary with me, not vice versa, of the day that I graduated from my That's master's right. degree. <laughs> That's
1: right. Happy five May
2: sixth.
1: Yeah, she actually started five years ago. We started Pace the Nation five years ago. Um, so uh, You guys and,
2: have you guys have done a lot better work in the community with your five years we than have. my five yeah, years. Yeah we have
1: and, and a big part of that community work was Chris Treblecock, he joined us from uh, on He's from On Running. He joined us today on Pace Nation. Thanks to Chris. Uh, Great show, guys. Great job, Docs. Great job, Julie. Uh, Thanks to the listeners. Appreciate you guys listening through this pandemic. Uh, Been getting great feedback, so thank you for all that. All right. For Docs and Julie, I'm Chris Farley. This is Pace Nation. We'll see you next week.
0: got one order for the uh the the william docks 2020 uh open invitational and they they took your jmu mixtape that was in the tape deck oh god oh my god you you know what's crazy though is is like how expensive these phones are and they and and you know like the, the the cameras is better than anything Hollywood used for the first hundred years.
1: I know, but they suck as phones. They don't. They they can't like they're not good at actually calling people.